flat out. You want to deny it or say it. It feels like somebody's lied in this particular case, and the Pedley shows that. So there was no surprise that he ended up basically resigning. You're now listening to the Boys in the Booth podcast with your hosts, Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. All right, our next guest on the Boys in the Booth podcast is a former general manager and pro scout in the National Hockey League and the KHL. He is a uh, former third-round pick of the Washington Capitals in the 1986 NHL entry draft and a uh, World Junior champion for Team Canada in 1987. He also has a brand-new podcast launching next week. He is Sean Simpson. Uh, Simmer, thank you so much for doing this the, uh, today, man. How are you? I'm excellent. Uh, just got to correct a couple of things. First of all, with 32 teams now, it'd actually technically be a second-round pick, so we've got to clarify that. Gotcha. And in the 87 World Junior, we actually got kicked out of the tournament, but we won anyway, so we're good to go. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, there you happy go. to be on with you. <laughs> Excellent. Well, appreciate the uh, appreciate the clarification there. And uh, so, uh, Simmer, you're you're in Ottawa, of course, and yeah. uh, uh, used to be on uh, TSN twelve hundred there. And so, you know the market well. And uh, yeah. pretty pretty crazy day yesterday wow. with with the Ottawa Senators. You know, the first hammer drops with uh, the penalty of having to forfeit a first round pick uh, in one yeah. of the next three entry drafts uh, because of the trade with Evgeny Dadanov and uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. So just what was your initial reaction to that? And then, of course, uh, the, the ultimate dismissal of GM Pierre Dorian. What was your reaction initially to all of this yesterday? Well, I got to be honest with you, this story kind of resurfacing at the trade deadline 18 months ago. Uh, I was kind of onto the story. I'd reported it. We talked about it on the show a little bit. And I'd also been in touch with the Vegas side. And I thought it was something very serious at the time yeah. because flat out my, you know, basically the indication was somebody had lied about the no movement clause and as to whether or not that was in place, the 10 teams, everything else. Then it went quiet. And I was really surprised when it came back up. And okay, at least it's circling back and you never have a timeline on it. When it was first attached, it was going to be a first-round pick. I didn't know if that first-round pick was going to Vegas. It would be forfeited. But I thought, boy, oh, boy, that's a real stiff penalty for something like that. So I didn't know if somebody had just thrown that out there. So that part still was a little bit shocking uh, that they penalized. But to be quite honest with you, in not knowing through the sales process, and I talked to one of the other ownership groups today that was very close to buying the team, not notifying them of this, and I don't know the timeline of Pinto, but in the case of this one, my oh my, that feels like bad business. And quite simply, let's go with little Matt Duchesne. It's a big old kick in the balls. You know, you have a guy like Ann Lauer that's been part of the group of the Montreal Canadiens, pays a premium. 950 million US for the Ottawa Senators is a complete overpayment. And to turn around and feel like the league, and not that your partners did it, turn around and make you forfeit a first round pick for something like this without warning. I thought it was really shocking. I think if you're a Sens fan, the only thing you hope by 2026, either they're in the final four or the league decides at that point to make it a second round pick. But yeah, pretty, pretty surprised yesterday. And uh, yeah, really fell for Michael Anlauer when he had his press conference. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let's go to that press conference now with uh, with Ann Lauer and Steve Steos, president of Hockey Operations. He is now going to step in as the interim general manager as well. Um, the the two headed monster uh, tackled this thing head on yesterday at the Canadian Tire yeah. Center. What was uh, your reaction to that press conference? 
Sports betting has rapidly risen in popularity and I want to connect you all with an opportunity to get started or to get ahead. Having multiple sportsbook accounts is the most simple way to maximize your profits and there's never been a better time to sign up. So when you visit our page at signupexpert.com slash boys in the booth, you'll be connected to all the sportsbooks in your region along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All of these sportsbooks have valuable sign-up offers for new users and when you register through the link, you will automatically receive the top offer at each one. When you use multiple sportsbooks, you ensure that you can always access the best available odds, which is key to successful sports betting. So if you want to take advantage of these benefits and support our brand in the meantime, please consider signing up for your next sportsbook at signupexpert.com slash boys in the booth. This podcast is sponsored by Liquid IV. Whether you're staying active or nursing a hangover, Liquid IV has you covered. Just one stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone, and you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code BOYS underscore in underscore the underscore booth at checkout. That's 20% off anything in the store when you use the code BOYS underscore in underscore the underscore booth at checkout. This podcast is sponsored by the best ticket app out there, SeatGeek. SeatGeek takes the confusion out of buying tickets, making it quick and easy to get the best deals on tickets to your favorite sporting events. Plus, Boys in the Booth listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase on SeatGeek using the promo code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. So click the link in the description down below to download the app and remember to get your discounted tickets using the code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. Get great seats for a fraction of the cost with SeatGeek. Well, again, those guys are very polished. And certainly for a guy like Steve Steos, the only cautionary person with him is Steve Hay worked one year with Edmonton in the front office. Previously, yeah. he worked with Toronto, but he was in player development. He's worked in junior hockey. It's a big difference working in the National Hockey League. So I'm sure he can man it. Right now, there's not a whole lot going on. You're four and four. I don't think you're pushing drastically to make any trades. And it's tough in the salary cap era. But I'm assuming they'll hire another general manager. Now, as far as Pierre Doran and the dealing with that, you quite simply had no choice. And I think somebody asked, me yesterday i basically likened to has nothing to do with where the team is at good or bad what's happened in the past good or bad he could have probably won multiple stanley cups when you cross a line like this when it comes to the other 31 general managers flat out you want to deny it or say it it feels like somebody's lied in this particular case and the pedley shows that so there was no surprise that he ended up basically resigning uh, as to how that was handled with his contract going forward what will happen with him going forward um, but realistically they had no choice but to turn the page and I'll also say this probably big picture uh, not the worst thing in the world i don't think that the management group and the current coaching staff are the ones in place or were in place to really take this program to the next level or to the promised land. So it's sad to see, sad to see the way it ended, but they absolutely had no choice at this point. Yeah, I, I think even before uh, this news dropped, I think we all wondered uh, about Pierre Dorian's future with this organization after Steve Steos was hired above him, essentially, yeah. by Michael Ann Lauer. And so focusing on Pierre Dorian a little bit, how would you sum up his eight-year tenure with the Ottawa Senators? Uh, chaotic. Uh, I mean, I certainly look at on the amateur side with some of the high-end drafting, certainly some positives, certainly some positives in the signings, uh, but the troubles on ice, off ice, understanding behind the scenes, a lack of leadership, the lack of direction. Uh, really, when you look at the pro side and the overall trades that have been done just aren't good enough. I mean, this program should be further along. And the great part, if you're a Sens fan, is there's nice pieces in place. The bad part is 
the pieces are in place and there's not a whole lot left in there. And in the salary cap world, if you turn it over with Tarasenko and Kubalik and whatever happens next summer, um, yeah, it, it, you know, like I said, I, I think there's been some good things, but overall, um, just not good enough. But at the same time, could it be worse? Absolutely. There's yeah. certainly teams yeah. that, you know, Chicago back in the day went through a couple rebuilds. Pittsburgh went through a couple. You know, there's no doubt that the team is in good shape, but it should be further along in its program, not in my estimation. So, uh, Simmer, what do you think is next for, for this hockey club? Well, get out and win some hockey games. I, I don't think, and again, I think a bit as expectations, and everyone hangs on every word. And DJ Smith talks about wanting to be 500. I got to be honest with you, that through eight games, I think seven of the eight they played very well. Seven of the eight they've started very well. Everyone's going to always kind of pinpoint as far as the defensive, you know, deficiencies. Do I think that again, this is a coach to take them the promise line? I don't. Do I think that it's been a pretty good start at four and four with the way they played? I really do. So I'm not that worried necessarily about the honor nice product the question is i believe they've entered into the window of challenging and should make the playoffs this year not just kind of hang around and be decent and i think they've also entered the window very early of where you want to start challenging to do something in the playoffs and ultimately win a stanley cup and i don't think dj smith is a coach for that but i don't also think the sky is falling so what's to do right now like i said they can assess the coaching staff do they want to bring in a veteran like claude julian we'll see but beyond that there's not much to do i mean your bed has been made with your roster and overall uh the roster construction is pretty good well the uh the the task at hand uh now is is to to win tonight's game against the la kings obviously and, and that'll be a home game and so uh we'll be interesting to see what the result is there final one for you simmer uh exciting stuff for you you've got a new podcast that you're launching next week the simmer down podcast it's going to launch next monday november 6th uh how much are you looking forward to that and and what can we expect uh, you know what? I'm really excited. I've ended up having a co-host and it'll just be kind of fun. Uh, we will end up having some guests, but it's going to be a live show, uh, noon to one, Monday to Friday. Just excited to get back talking, you know, and the timing. I don't care. It's unfortunate what happened yesterday, but um, certainly five months off. I worked four hours a day. I missed it. So, yeah, just really excited to reconnect. And I love being live. You know, podcasts are fun and talking, but there's always something fun about the radio, of the interaction with the people, getting back and connecting with the Ottawa hockey fans. And it's Kind of growing the brand beyond there. So, yeah, just really excited to get back talking. Perfect timing for it as we get into November. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, exciting stuff ahead this NHL season. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, your podcast dropping next week for sure. You can uh, follow him on uh, Twitter, at TSN Simmer. And, uh, Sean, we thank you so much for uh, for your time today, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, brother. We'll uh, talk to you soon. This has been another episode of Boys in the Booth with Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. Connect with the Boys in the Booth on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Boys in the Booth. Visit boysinthebooth.com for show details. And don't forget, you can become a patron of the podcast for just $1 a month at patreon.com slash boysinthebooth.